the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan Subscribe and Drive. No deposit, no compromise, no fuss. Find out more at Nissan.ie. All right. At this time, every Monday, uh, we welcome uh, the uh, News Talk colleague here, presenter of the Home Show at the weekend, but our consumer expert. Uh, and today we want to talk, Sinead Ryan, uh, to Sinead Ryan about the issue of pensions. Because, Sinead, there's been uh, news reports that two large fund managers have slashed the value of their commercial property funds. What's this all about? Yes, Ivan, good evening. Three, in fact. Um, and that's just in Ireland. Uh, now, really what's happened here, let's put it into kind of context. Uh, as an asset, commercial property is uh, considered probably to be have reached its peak. Right. So that's office blocks, hotels, shopping centres, all that kind of thing. Now, you wouldn't believe that from the number of cranes currently um, uh, sitting outside in, in uh, cities around the country. Uh, however, as as an investment, it, it is possible that it's kind of just reached its end. And as a result, it's a very illiquid asset. If somebody wants to leave that fund or take money out or put money in, it's a lot different to selling stocks and shares or to selling cash. OK, so uh, insurers and pension holders generally put restrictions on those type of funds if there's huge withdrawals on it uh, because it means they might have to go sell a hotel so that you can get your money out and, and they don't want to have to do that if they can help it. So two companies, Aviva and Irish Life and then followed by Zurich, it has to be said, um, capped or reduced the return on their fund and put restrictions in place about whether people could make withdrawals out of that fund, surrender out of that fund or even switch from one fund to another. But in context, it's kind of dropping the ocean stuff, especially when it comes to pensions. And the reason is that the vast bulk of pension funds, your money and my money, are in what's called managed funds. In other words, you'd be mad to put all your money in one asset, in one thing. So most people put their money in managed funds, which is a range of stocks and shares and property and cash and gilts and bonds and all that kind of thing and leave it up to the experts then to manage it. So it it is important. It does maybe signal a change in the market. It's not just in Ireland. The UK have done the same. Uh, Some some funds have have curtailed their um, withdrawals, uh, but I wouldn't be overly concerned about it. So, So the first point you're making is that property, stocks and shares, government gilts, you know, post office savings, whatever, would be low but steady long-term returns, that in your managed pension fund with these same people, friends first, Aviva uh, and Irish Life and Zurich, they have a blended policy or are there some that are property only? Well, there are. I mean, there's nothing stopping you putting your money, whether it's a pension or a life insurance investment, into whatever you like. It's just not terribly prudent unless you really know what you're doing uh, and unless you want to be very specialist. So those uh, single asset classes carry quite a lot of risk. I mean, it'd be like putting it on one horse in the races rather than mm-hmm. maybe spreading your bet over a few to use maybe mm. a closer at home analogy. So most people for pensions, because they are not expert fund managers themselves and most people don't look at this maybe more than once a year or, or thereabouts, leave it up to the experts. And uh, and commercial property will only make up a small proportion of most pension managed funds. Uh, that said, it does maybe say something about the wider property market, which is maybe for a different day. Uh, but from the pension itself, pensions have always outperformed 
every single other type of investment. And the reason is because of that mix, that spread, Mm. because it can take a long term view, you don't have to get your money back in five years. It's usually 20, 30, 40, 50 years that they can make decisions over. And thirdly, and let's not discount it, there are massive tax breaks that apply uh, to money in pension funds than any any other place. Uh, So I really can't, this is not a, a Kind of a time but, but to be can, can you them. ring up? Uh, say, say you've got this pension scheme. Can you ring up uh, the supplier of that and say, "How am I fixed?" In other words, can, will they give an actuarial value on what it's worth today? Will that go up or down, or is it that when I'm sixty-eight or whatever, I will get? Um, you know, 600 a month or whatever. Well, yes, you can, of course, ring up at any time and say, what is in my pension fund? All right. But it's meaningless in one sense, because what you really want to know is how much is that going to be in today's money when I retire, which is a different figure altogether. And that's why actuaries are paid an awful lot of money to do their job. Every single person who's in a pension fund is entitled to what's called a benefit statement to be sent to them every year and they will get one. It's just if you people. don't ask for it, will you get it anyway? You'll get it anyway. It's 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 uh, a requirement. However, lots of people don't read them. Uh, sometimes the material can see a bit obtuse, a bit kind of hidden and not very clear. Sometimes it can be too much paper and people just get lost in it. Uh, and that's why sometimes a broker and investment advisor is the best bet because they can distill it for you in very simple English language. This is what it means. This is what it's worth. And moreover, this is what it'll be worth when you retire. Uh, so you can get that and absolutely ring them up and ask them what is your current pension pension fund. But the more important question is, what would that be worth as a pension when I retire? So say I'm on the cusp of retiring and and I see this because, you see, you could take the view we've had a bull market on shares for the last six years and they keep saying, oh, some of these shares could be overvalued, the US, the tech stocks and so on. If I'm getting close to retirement as opposed to I'm retiring in 20 years time, how does it affect people who are closer to the point of retirement? No, it's a really good question because the last thing you want to do is have a have a fantastic pension fund for 30 years and then two years before you retire there's a stock market crash or your country goes into recession. Uh, so really what most funds do, they operate a thing called lifestyling and that is from about 10 years out or about five years out, a portion of your fund is moved, say from the asset classes that are a bit more mm. risky like equities and put into much safer assets like gilts or cash. Uh, now you can so your upside gain mightn't be as good but your downside risk exactly. isn't as bad. It protects the fund. So if you opt for lifestyle you could have say a fifth of your total investment goes into much safer funds for each of the five years prior to retirement. It kind of locks down the value. Uh, but you know again people have to be more aware. I, I'm always astonished Ivan by the number of people who not even don't check their pension regularly but couldn't tell you what's in it or where it is or what it will translate to or what it means for them. And there is a big conversation to be had around a bit of responsibility when it comes to pensions. Often it can be even more valuable than the family home in terms of an asset. Uh, And as a result, it it really behoves us to kind of be better educated about it. And that's one of the reasons, of course, that they're bringing in auto enrolment because 50% of people have zero pension Mm. at all and will be completely reliant on the state. Now, Nora in Donegal asks this question. The bulk of my pension savings were, on the recommendation of a financial advisor, invested in a property fund issued by one of the largest insurance companies in Ireland. Having checked with the central bank, it confirmed that the advisor and insurance company are regulated by the central bank, but the fund to which my pension policy is linked is not. 
It is a life company unit fund and seemingly a lot of pension policies are linked to such funds. Will Sinead please advise the relevant regulatory agency for life company unit funds? Well, the, rev- the relevant agency for all of pension investments is the Financial Services and Pensions Ombudsman. And it is the, in turn governed by the central bank. Uh, so that's where you direct your query. Now, all companies that operate in Ireland uh, should be governed and regulated by the central bank and by the um, financial services ombudsman. Uh, if they're not, really they have no business trading here. Is it possible? Yes, it absolutely is. So I would say to that caller, in the first instance, to contact the company that is um, selling that product, if the broker isn't being helpful and find out uh, are they regulated in Ireland? Are they registered with the central bank? And what authority do they have to act in Ireland? I would be getting on to the broker. If it's a, if it's a broker and a financial advisor, get on to Brokers Ireland and ask them, are they registered with you? Are they uh, attached to your organisation? And if so, you then have rights that you can go and pursue if you're not happy with the return. That said, you say your broker advised you to go into a fund, but actually the final sign off was yours. So did they explain everything about it? Did you get a choice? Did you get across that material? And that can be sometimes a difficulty for people as well. OK, I hope that's helpful to Nora. Now, I've been paying into a PRSA mm-hmm. through work for two years now. Will I need to change anything if auto enrolment comes in? No, you won't. Uh, auto enrollment, uh, which is this, the state's way of kind of ensuring that everybody uh, is enrolled in a pension plan. If you earn over 20,000 or more a year, it'll be coming in the next year or two, we're told, uh, is really aimed at people who have no pension provision whatsoever. Uh, so it's those that are not in an occupational company scheme. Uh, and the self-employed, uh, very many of whom don't have their own personal arrangements. So that's who it's aimed at. Uh, because you're in a PRSA, which means you're, by law, your company must make access to a pension scheme for you. Now, it doesn't have to pay into it, but it must make one available to you. And your company has obviously done that uh, to, the, to the listener there. So once you're in it, that's fine. You can carry on with the PRSA. You can keep contributing to it if your employer is contributing to it. Absolutely don't touch it. Uh, but when auto enrollment comes along, you might want to add to that or you might want to swap to it. You won't be obliged to. Here's an unusual question. Can I sell a public service pension that I'm already in receipt of? I'm not sure so I like, understand. So no, they're, they're actually a pensioner. Yeah. And and say they have other assets and income and so on. Can oh, they can actually they, sell, sell the pension? Get the in other words, if this pension gives you 600 a no. month, can you sell it? No, I'm sorry. It's I can illiquid, see where you're going now. It's okay. an illiquid income stream. No, because the, the the way a pension fund is set up, is its whole purpose is to provide an, a steady income in retirement, not a lump sum. Now, most pension funds offer a lump sum option on retirement. You take a quarter of the fund, you're taking a multiple of your salary, and that's allowed tax-free. The pension itself the annuity is is income and it is it is taxed as a result. So I'm not familiar with any service that would say, right, you can roll all that up and we'll give you a value of it. Now, the only time that that does happen, and, and it's not really with the public sector there, would be an, an A uh, or F or an approved retirement fund where it is kind of brought into one pot and you can deduct an amount each year off it or, or take it out if it's under a certain amount. So talk to a broker. I'd be, I'd be stunned if you're allowed to do that actually. Okay. And where can people go to with pension queries? Be they complex or is there a website? Or? Uh, well, the Pensions Authority is very good. Uh, and actually... Have it, you been on that board? I, I'm on, I was on the Pensions Council for five years. That's just a waffle shop position. No, no, that's just <laughs> another sinecure of a quango that we 
need to get rid of, no? <laughs> or is it very important? It was very valuable. Right. Um, the Pensions Authority, which regulates all the the pension the funds in Ireland, um, the different schemes that are available is actually, their website has been much improved by the addition of a pensions ready reckoner. So if you go on there, what it says is it gets you to put in what you what you have currently, what you'd like to retire on, what you think would be a good idea and it kind of mines the gap for you and tells you where to go. So I'd go there um, and also to uh, a pensions broker, either fee-based uh, or indeed commissions-based as long as it's very, very clear where that, where that um, payment is coming from. All right. Don't forget you can hear more from Sinead on The Home Show every Saturday morning here. But for now, on our Consumer Corner, thank you. <laughs>